Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, with me, as usual, is the person uh, for whom I usually edit articles. That would be senior writer Jonathan Strickland. I'm sorry. The service is temporarily unavailable. Okay. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite 140-character limited blogging service, Twitter. Twitter. We've talked about Twitter before, but this time we're going to talk about some cool stuff you can do using Twitter that because uh, before we were just kind of talking about what the service was. And, and, you know, by now, pretty much everyone's heard of it. Thanks to people like Oprah and Ashton Kutcher. And Demi really? Moore. They they uh, they use Twitter. I well, hadn't noticed. Yeah. Ashton could could jump off the Twitter bandwagon at any minute. And boy, are we holding our breath for that announcement because, Lord, I don't know that I can sleep at night knowing that Ashton isn't on Twitter. Well, he has at least a million more followers than I do. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, got, the guy's got plenty of followers. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I have 109 people I'm following or thereabouts. And, and strangely not. enough, he is not among that, that crew. Well, then. Yeah. But I follow you, Chris. 
<laughs> okay. So, uh, anyway, so anyway, Twitter. Now, just in case somehow you don't know what this is, Twitter is this this messaging service. Really, it's used over the web, and you can access it either through a computer or your cell phone, and you can send uh, messages that range up to 140 characters at a time. And people who first join Twitter often get overwhelmed by it. Uh, they don't necessarily see the value in it. And there are a lot of people who they look at it, they decide it's not for them, and they leave and that, that they don't look back. And that's it. Yeah, I think a lot of people who are just coming to Twitter after being told, hey, you should check this out, are kind of put off by the message on the home page of Twitter, which is, you know, what are you doing right now? And it doesn't right. have to be what you're doing right Yeah, now. see, that's, that's, I think that's a big misstep on Twitter's part because that question makes you think, oh, well, I just uh, tied my shoes, so I guess I should type that in. And you type in, I just tied my shoes. And everyone who's following you, assuming that you have followers, looks at that and thinks, I don't need to follow this person. All they do is type about tying their shoes. It's not interesting to me. It's not relevant and it's not entertaining. So there's no reason to follow them. Now, um, however, if you, if you use Twitter to do things like share interesting news stories or tell some jokes or, or things like that, if you're entertaining or informative or if you're a famous person, people will follow you and continue to follow you. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, that's one of the, the cooler things to do with it, in, in my opinion. And it's really sort of mundane if you think about it because it doesn't sound sexy and exciting. But, you know, making a new friend. Yeah. It's really easy to do. You kind of have to get past the, what the heck am I doing with this thing? And I think everybody has that moment of, what the heck am I doing with this thing? Right. I, you know, you, you sign up, you throw a few comments on there, you follow a few people, and nothing happens. And you go, do I really want to keep going with this? If you do... You know, there are some simple things that you can do to kind of push that and, and you can start actually talking to people and having conversations. And that's kind of a, a neat thing. Right. Yeah. So the first thing you would end up doing is um, probably trying to find a few people that you want to follow, whether these are people you know in real life, like good friends or family, and you just want to keep up with what they're doing on a daily basis. Well, you can follow them. Uh, if there are any journalists that you particularly admire or news agencies that, you know, you th that you think provide a valuable service, you can see if they have a Twitter account and follow them. Uh, there are a lot of news agencies that have Twitter accounts, Twitter feeds, and you can keep up with, uh, breaking news that before it, before it hits any major news source, you can find out about it on Twitter, which can be very useful if you happen to be heading in an area that Let's say just is about to get hit by a tornado. It's good to to be able to see that before it happens. That's true, provided you have time to actually check your Twitter account. Right. All depends yeah. on whether how you're receiving the messages too. Um, but there are lots of uh, once you start following people and you start uh, seeing how this works, you have to keep in mind people who follow you. They are going to receive the messages that you send out for the most part. There are a few exceptions. We'll get into those a little bit a little bit later. And then there's a public timeline that unless you change the settings in your account, your messages will also appear on that public timeline. So anyone looking at the public timeline around the time you, you post a message will be able to see what you type. So it's not just the people who are following you who see that, unless, of course, you've, like I said, adjusted your settings so that 
your messages do not appear on the public timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that that the only people who will ever see anything you you write are either following you or watching the public timeline. You can actually direct messages at people. In fact, it's using the at reply uh, method. And it's simply the at symbol followed by the person's handle. And that message will appear in that person's Twitter feed. And if the person is getting tons and tons of Twitter messages, they may not see it anyway. But if they aren't getting tons, then there's a good chance they'll see your message. So it might be someone that you know who isn't aware that you're on Twitter and you can let them know and then maybe they'll follow you back. If someone is following you and you're following them, you can send a direct message, which is a private message between the two of you and no one else can see it. And it's much more likely that they're going to see a direct message yeah. than they would, you know, with a simple at reply. Right. Most Twitter clients have some sort of special notification for things like at replies and direct messages. And, uh, those can be uh, applications that are either on computers or on your cell phone, smartphone, that kind of thing. Um, and you can, you can adjust most of these have, have sayings that you can adjust so that it'll alert you whenever there's either a new tweet, which is of course the noun version of the message, um, or at least one of them. There are also people who call them Twitters. Uh, or if that's a little overwhelming, and it might be, cause like I follow 109 people. If I had my phone and alert me every time there was a new tweet, it would never stop vibrating. Yes. So in my case, I just have it where it alerts me for at replies and direct messages. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's the basics. Now let's get down to some other kind of interesting things that you can use Twitter for to uh, to really get the most out of your experience. Okay. Do you want me to start or you want to? I, I, you know, I could go either way. Why don't you go ahead? All right. Sure. So hashtags. Okay. Hashtags are. Yeah, that's uh, a good, that's appropriate. Right on the end of the uh, <laughs> So <laughs> as Chris, as Chris goes on a rampage through the studio, <laughs> Um, apparently hashtags are something he feels very passionately about. Hashtags! <laughs> so hashtags, uh, you're using the little hash symbol. you know, the Which little, is the uh, pound sign. Right. The or pound the sign. octothorpe, if you prefer. Right. Uh, nice. The octothorpe. I love the octothorpe. Busting out the octothorpe. So, uh, yeah, when you're using, you use that in front of uh, a, whatever term that you are are talking about. Like if you're talking about a specific subject. And that allows people to search for that term in a, in a more effective way. They can put the hashtag in front of it. They put the term there and then they, you can use a Twitter search engine to pull up all the tweets that, uh, relate to that topic. So you can actually follow group conversations about a subject. And the interesting thing is about in the, in these group uh, conversations, you may only see three or four of the people in that discussion from your Twitter feed. And you can even participate in that discussion. When you do the search, you'll see everything. So you'll suddenly get a bigger picture of the discussion that was going on. It actually becomes pretty interesting. There are a few people within the Twitterverse who are probably the linchpins for these big discussions. These are usually the people who have hundreds of thousands of followers. And so they they kind of end up seeing everything anyway. <laughs> But I'm, I'm thinking of you, Guy Kawasaki, or Neil Gaiman. Oh yes, Neil yes, Gaiman is—he's—he's he's sort of the center of my Twitter verse. Neil Gaiman and uh and Stephen Fry. Okay, the two of them together, pretty much like it's interesting. I can see, I can actually see messages from some of the people I follow get responded to by other people I follow, and I 
had no idea that there was any connection between the two until that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Twitter searches, uh, like I said, that has a lot that that ties back into the hashtag thing. Those are very useful. You can search for pretty much any term you want. I've done it for how stuff works before to mm-hmm. see what people are saying about us. And it's a. Uh, it's it's pretty useful. Um, the Twitter search function uh, tool. If you just if you go to the the regular Twitter search engine, it'll uh, it'll pull up all the most recent tweets, and it'll even update as time goes on. So as people send more messages, you'll be able to see them appear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the uh, things that I like about Twitter is it's great for finding quick answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Um, crowdsourcing. Yes, crowdsourcing. And it's, it's, um, really simple to, you know, just throw up a question on your Twitter feed, especially if you have a reasonable number of followers and, yeah. and get a reasonably quick answer, uh, as a result. Uh, famous people have no trouble finding answers to anything on Twitter because they have you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. Yes. And, and it invariably happens when somebody will, uh, post a question and I will race to answer it because I like knowing answers and, and, you know, surprising someone and going, Hey, I know the answer to that. Sure. And, uh, usually, uh, within seconds of my trying to type that in and, uh, at reply to this person, um, uh, I'll get four tweets from the original person saying, thank you, these 16 people. And thank you, these 24 people. I'm going, wow, I was slightly beaten to the punch there. Yeah. But it's, it's very easy if you, uh, you know, even people where you say, uh, I've seen uh, people who are teaching classes say, I'm going to talk about this in my class. Can any of you tell me why something, something happens? And then, uh, you know, they get the answers they want immediately, um, yep. you know, just in the process of demonstrating Twitter. I've used that same method when I was visiting different cities and I would send out a, a Twitter message just saying, hey, any of my Twitter followers happen to live in, let's say, Austin, Texas. Where's a good place for me to grab you know, a really good taco? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and That's you're gonna, great for stuff like that. You're going to get responses to that sort of thing. Now, now, granted, if you have five followers, then your your responses will be somewhat limited. Um, and the way you get more followers usually happens fairly organically unless you're a celebrity, in which case you know people already are interested in you, so they're following you anyway. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, if you get mentioned by other folks, like if you are contributing to discussions in a helpful way, they will likely reply to you in such a way that their other followers can see that, you know, what you're saying is interesting. And then they, the, their followers may say, Hey, let me check out this other guy because apparently he knows what he's talking about. And then you might end up with followers that way. I've, I've had that happen a few times. Usually whenever I chat with anyone, you know, of, of pretty, significant stature on in the Twitterverse. Uh, there's also a thing called Follow Friday, which mm-hmm. is really a meme uh, on Twitter. It, it's a meme that uses the hashtag that uh, yes. that Jonathan was talking about earlier. And usually what, what Follow Friday does is the people who participate in it, they just list the, some of the folks they follow that they think are pretty cool and that, you know, people uh, more people should follow those people. And I've been on a couple of those lists so um, now I'm still a small fry. I mean, I'm talking major small fry in the Twitterverse. I have 380 or so followers right now. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at people like Ashton Kutcher, who have over a million, and then you have lots of other folks who are in the 600,000, 500,000 range, 380 is is tiny. Yeah. But yeah. uh I have great followers. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind the fact that I don't have that many because the ones I have are awesome. 
Excellent. Um, you know, I, I was going to mention before we get away from the uh, using the crowdsourcing aspects of Twitter. Sure. Uh, a cool website that I found that, that works for this is strawpollnow.com. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up and basically create your own poll and you can ask people uh, you know, and it'll log in and give you a graphical representation of your, your, you know, it's a two question poll, which is better mm. red or blue or, you know, what, what do you prefer? Ice cream or cake? Sure. And, uh, you know, you do, do those kinds of either ors, but, uh, pretty neat little, neat little website. And, and sticking with the crowdsourcing thing, information on Twitter tends to spread virally. Oh yeah. And because people retweet it. Exactly. Retweets. Another important part of Twitter. A retweet is when someone takes the message that another person has sent and then posts it. And the general format is you type in RT, meaning retweet, uh, at and the original person's name and then the message. And this way, uh, you, you hit a larger audience because theoretically the second person who retweets the the first person's message is going to have different followers or at least a few different followers than the first person. And it'll spread that way. Now, granted, when it, when something gets retweeted by a big name, uh, I mean, you could still retweet it, but there's a good chance that everyone following you is seeing it somewhere else already. Because when you're talking about the big, big names, they're just, there's so many people following them that, uh, you know, it's, it's, Kind of a silly thing to retweet something that maybe Stephen Fry or Neil Gaiman or Ashton Kutcher or, you know, any of those big names have said because chances are it's gotten around already. You could still do it. There's nothing wrong with it. And, um, so that's a good way to, to learn about what's going on in the world. And if you're interested in a very specific subset of information, um, I find it incredibly useful to follow tech news that way. I follow tons of tech journalists mm-hmm. and, and tech news sources and even users. I've, I've received some really cool information from users that led to fantastic blog posts. Oh yeah. I can think of one in particular yeah. that is still going strong two months after I wrote it. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's the thing is that, that, like I said, the information spreads virally. So if you are an information junkie, like I am, Twitter is awesome. It will also gradually suck your life away. Yes. But in a good way. Yes. Um, something else that's cool to do with Twitter, um, surprisingly enough, is to promote yourself. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, most of the time, uh, shameless self-marketing is sort of, you know, frowned upon because it's, you know, shameless. But you look at it and, uh, you know, that's, that's what a lot of people do on Twitter. Sort of expected. Depends on, on who you're, Twittering or I'm following actually. And, uh, if, especially with somebody like, uh, you know, famous, famous people, famous authors or actors, um, you're following them probably because you want to find out when their next, you know, big project is coming out or sure. how that's going or, uh, you want to find out what's going on behind the scenes. So people say, Oh, you know, I, I, uh, it's 10 minutes till a show. I'm a little anxious. You know, people go, Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of cool information. It's definitely a little bit more interesting than tying your shoes. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people follow, uh, I think a lot of people follow Jonathan's feed because he, you know, regularly posts when he's got a new blog post up. Um, so, you know, when people who are interested in reading the tech stuff blog, uh, you know, read his Twitter feed, they go, Oh, hey, there's a new blog post. And then I've seen lots of people do that, you know, yep. so that's, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to do. And people don't get all bent out of shape because you're promoting your latest project. 
Speaking of self-promotion, if you want to follow me, <laughs> my handle is John Strickland, J-O-N-S-T-R-I-C-K-L-A-N-D. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, self-promotion is a, a, a big part of Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. One of the people I follow, Jonathan Colton, mm-hmm. the, the the musician. Yes. Uh, he uses Twitter to not only announce when he's going to have a new tour date or uh, a new song is out. He even uses it to ask his followers for uh, song requests when he comes to their town. So he'll come to he came to Atlanta not that long ago and he sent out a, a Twitter message saying, all right, give me your song requests. And people will send in their messages and he played those songs. And, uh, I mean, that's a, another great thing about Twitter is that it's this interactive medium and you get to have some sort of interaction with people that you really admire or, uh, you just, you know, you're gaga over that particular celebrity. There is a chance that you have that little bit of a connection and that's a very enticing thing. You also get to see some really cool conversations between different celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like if you follow, both parties, you get to see both ends of the conversation, assuming they're not speaking in direct messages, that is. Right. And it's fun. It's like you're at a Hollywood party and you're in the corner and you're watching two celebrities just kind of gossip and chat and joke around. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And you don't have that, you know, social nervousness that comes from being in a big Hollywood party. Right. They don't, they don't even notice my, my profuse sweating (laughs) or my, uh, habit of cursing at inappropriate moments. Right. Um, you know, I have another one that's sort of related to that. Son of a bi- <laughs> No, go ahead. Not to the cursing. Networking. It's great to, to meet people. Um, a directory that's become popular, at least one of them, is, uh, wefollow.com. Yes. And, yes. um, you could go on there and basically tag yourself. Uh, With up you know, to three tags, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, it was when you- I, when I started, when I joined, it was three. I'm assuming it hasn't changed. All right. Um, and you know, for example, I have myself tagged as an editor and writer on there and you can, you could go on there to find people, but you know, if you can, you could start to find other people who do what you do and add them and start conversations with them, you know, retweet, retweet some of their, their messages and, sure. and, uh, you know, mention them and, uh, get into hashtag conversations with them. You can actually, uh, you can actually network and, and make new friends and, and sort of build a community around yourself or join existing communities, which is, uh, you know, pretty neat. Yeah. Actually, when it's I was, um, while I was at the, uh, the electronic entertainment expo E3, while mm-hmm. I was there, uh, a fellow tech journalist tracked me down via Twitter, followed me on Twitter, sent me a direct message and asked me for a favor. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to help Miss Natalie Del Conte of CNET. And although she's dreamy and a fantastic tech journalist, I had a flight I had to catch, so I couldn't help her out. But that's a, a cool opportunity that I never would have had at all if I didn't have Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, but she knew, she knew me. She just didn't follow me on Twitter at that point. She's still following me as of the recording of this podcast. That could change by the time this goes live. <laughs> she might be like, I totally don't need this dude X, but, um, right now she's still following me. Yep. So, uh, should I give you another one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, you could, uh, you could start a revolution. Ooh, you Twitter. say you want a revolution. Well, you know, yeah. we all want to change the world. You know, it, it wasn't that long ago, uh, we were talking about the <laughs> Twitter and, uh, I mentioned the, uh, 
this sort of protest going on in Moldova where people were using Facebook and Twitter to coordinate their activities using hashtags and, and some of the other messaging. Sure. Uh, to sort of stay one step ahead of the authorities because they would, you know, message where they were going to be at what time and people would start showing up. Um, however, since that podcast went, uh, we recorded it before, you know, a ways off before it went live. Since that time, uh, there has been a very major media event that in which people use Twitter and, uh, not, and they're not nearly as peaceful. And that would be the, uh, recent protests in Iran following the elections. Right. So we're talking about a, a massive chaotic situation in Iran. Uh, we're actually recording this podcast just a, a couple of days after the election. Right. So, uh, when this goes live, this, this is going to be, you know, old news, but at the moment it's very fresh in our minds. And part of the issue was that Iran, uh, government officials had started to restrict internet access, started to, to throttle the, the broadband connections, really limiting what people could access and what they could do. But Twitter uses 140 characters. It is not it doesn't put a huge demand on broadband. It's easy to get messages through if you can find a connection to the Internet. And so a lot of people involved in this conflict have been using Twitter to broadcast information about what is going on to the general public who otherwise may not ever be aware of the situation. Now, to do that, they've had to do things like find proxy servers so that they could access sites that were not being uh, blocked by the government. And um, but that's exactly what's happening right now over in Iran right now being at the time of the time recording. Of yeah. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, in a show of solidarity, people uh, in the United States, at least some that I follow, um, have been tinting their profile pictures green uh, as a show of support and right. retweeting uh, messages sent by uh, protesters in Iran basically talking about what events are going on in the street, um, which at the time of this recording again is forbidden. You're not supposed to be uh, reporting from what, you know, what's going on in the street yeah, the as foreign, it happens. Foreign journalists are barred from reporting so, uh, what's going on there. So people are sharing things and not using their names. Uh, unlike normal, when you would typically use a, an at sign with a person's handle, uh, on Twitter, they're not doing that now. They're just using uh, certain hashtags. Yeah, and to, there's to point out that it's because they don't want anybody to get in trouble. Right, and there's been other changes as well in in normal behavior. For example, for a while you were seeing people tweet proxy sites, but now uh, there have been tweets coming out saying that the officials are monitoring Twitter and looking for these sort of things. And so, if you were to publicize the the proxy site then it would just speed up the the response from the government and have that shut down so it's interesting there's actually like there are manifestos out there that explain the right way to use twitter in this kind of situation it's really a cyber war situation yep and uh in a in a, a move that sort of surprises me uh twitter has been planning on some updates to the site and they were going to do some site maintenance and take the site down uh, because people are using the site for this purpose, they are putting off the maintenance. Yeah, originally it was going to be scheduled for June 15th, but because there were so many people depending upon Twitter to get information out from Iran, Twitter said, you know what, we're going to delay this. 
And uh, it's an interesting move on Twitter's part. Very. Yeah. You know, because it is a business after all. Now, I'll be at one without a business plan. Another cool thing you can use Twitter to do, get out of jail. Oh, yeah. I mean, not really, but one guy did it. That would be uh, James Carl Buck, who was an, a, a student. He was in Egypt, and Egyptian officials detained him, and he tweeted the word arrested. And some of his colleagues who were following him on Twitter read it, and they got in touch with some authorities who got in touch with people in Egypt, and eventually... Uh, that led to Buck being freed by the officials. So, I mean, there are some, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue <laughs> the usefulness of Twitter when you're like, well, it got, got a guy out of a foreign prison. Well, that's, that's pretty useful. There you go. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things where it might have taken days or weeks to get them out through normal channels because it would just take that long for the information to get back to anyone who could do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other cool things you can do too. Like one of the things I like to do, I like to follow various folks over at NASA to keep up with what's going on in the space program. Mm-hmm. You can follow astronauts and the astronauts are sending messages while they're in space down to NASA who in turn are posting it to the astronauts Twitter account. So you're not actually reading tweets sent by, you know, an astronaut typing on his iPhone up in orbit, but you are reading real-time information about what's going on during the mission, which is pretty cool. Some of the uh some of the equipment even has its own Twitter feed. Oh sure, one of the Mars rovers had one of the most famous the Phoenix lander yes. had mm-hmm. one of the most famous Twitter accounts early on and had devoted fans <laughs> following. And when the Phoenix Twitter Twitter account had the last message from the Phoenix lander, there were people who were crying because they had an emotional attachment to this artificial construct that had kind of a humanizing effect because of the twi- the tweets. And I mean, the same thing is true just about of any Twitter account. If you're following someone from Twitter, you start to feel like you get to know this person. And even if you have no other connection other than through Twitter, you might get upset if you find out something has happened to this person. We're seeing that with the Iran issue as well. People are starting to get emotionally attached to these names, and there's no real name attached to these these handles, but they're getting attached to these personalities, and there's genuine concern about what's going to happen to these people. It really puts a humanizing effect on on situations around the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in space, actually, I guess. <laughs> it's not just around the world. Yep. You know, I, I have one that's uh, much lighter in mood. What's uh, that? No crying involved. Okay. Uh, shameless corporate promotion. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> not on not on uh, the part of the um, you know follower because a lot of companies now are starting to offer coupons sure. if you follow their company, um, and they'll they like doing stuff that's timely. I guess because it's cool to be, you know, social media oriented now. Yeah, you got to You'll have see, it. you know, hey, come in bef- between 3 and 4 and get 50% off or get a free something, donut or, you know, cup of coffee or something and people show up. I thought you were going to go with Skittles. I wasn't Dude, going are you, with Skittles. Are you aware of the Skittles thing? I wasn't aware of the Skittles thing. There's a Skittles thing? You haven't heard about this? Oh, so what Skittles I'm did so was they they I'm going to look it up. They changed their well, it's different now. But they changed their website so that their website was publishing tweets that had the word Skittles in them. <laughs> so if you went to the website, all it was was a Twitter feed of various people that said something about oh, Skittles. Oh, I remember that now. And then people began to post yeah. ridiculous or rude or obnoxious things that had the word Skittles in it just to troll the Skittles website, which, come on, you had to expect that. Right. right. How could you not know that was going to happen? It's the Internet. 
I mean, I'm a decent person, but even I would find it difficult to resist not putting some goofy joke that has nothing to do with Skittles and then just add the Skittles tag at the end just so it goes up on the site. You know, it, it reminds me of the uh, General Motors promotion that they did a couple years ago where they would let you do put whatever messaging you wanted to on an ad and put it online. Yeah. And people started talking about gas guzzlers and environmental stuff and all sorts of profane things. Sad trombone. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that sort of uh, opens yourself up for that kind of thing. I got one more before we uh, – Okay. We're going to have to start we can end with wrapping yours. this up because it's – this is a long one. So – um you can complain about stuff. Oh, yeah. And you can get responses. Totally. totally. Yeah. So Chris and I have both had this happen where – and it wasn't our intent to get a response from anyone based upon what we were talking about. But we would – you know, you, you something not work – isn't working the way you expected it to. You might – you feel like you send out a tweet about it. You know, you, you, you have this thought, hey, I really wish this would work the way it was advertised. You send out a tweet saying, hey, I really wish blah, blah, blah would work properly. And then before you know it, you have an executive write to you and say, hey, I work for such and such. How can I, you know, help this? What's what's going on? And then suddenly you've got very personalized customer service. Wow. It doesn't always work out the way you might want it to, but – and not everyone has it. I mean you shouldn't go on Twitter and just start complaining about every major company you can think of because that's not really – you know, first of all, people are going to notice it. Yeah. But second of all, that's not what Twitter's for. But it, it can happen. I mean, I've I've had it happen. Yeah. So um you know I've got more, but we're thirty minutes into this already. Okay. So why don't we just go on to listener mail? Oh no. How about that? So this is from Ben from London, Ontario. Hey guys, just listening to your podcast on Vent Surf and the listener mail you answered. By the way, I can't help shouting listener mail along with you, even when at work, when there's people around. I, I bet you didn't it. get that one. <laughs> and you equated an IP address to a street address. However, I think this is analogy is not right. I've worked tech support for several U.S. internet companies and I found a better one, way to talk about this is say the IP address is like a phone number. The number can change. However, the physical equipment will not. What I would say is more like a street address is the Mac address associated with the Ethernet card slash modem slash router. Each street address, Mac address, is assigned a phone number, IP address, but that phone number can change, even if the street address is the same. That, that was all air quotes. Right. The best response I got to that analogy was a customer that said, well, wouldn't that be confusing if the phone company kept changing my phone number all the time? And I replied with, well, that's why you and your friends would get speed dial. Then all you do is dial myfriendjohn.com and you can talk with John. Suddenly, this older man understood how the Internet works and was overjoyed with how simple it is when you strip away the more complex stuff. Sure, it's not exactly how it all works, but it's enough to get someone who's completely lost get a general idea of how the Internet works. Thanks for the great podcast, and please keep up with the listener mail. Ben, you're, you, I'm just going to sit here and say thank you. Um, also, I, I will deal with all the email I get for saying listener mail like that so many times in one address. And you will. 
But yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, it is more like a phone number than a, a street address. I was trying to think of it in the sense of you know delivering mail the way you deliver packets of information across the internet. But you're right. Uh, when it doesn't have to relate to a physical location, it does tend to confuse things a little more, I guess. I'm sorry, I was checking my Twitter feed. All right, so. If you want to learn more about Twitter, you can go to HowStuffWorks.com, where we have a great article written by, uh, who's that hack? Uh, Strickland. Oh, right, Strickland, that guy. Um, if you want to follow that guy, remember, John Strickland over on Twitter. I expect to see lots and lots of followers after this. And we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 